the Oxford Centre for Triple Value Healthcare, otherwise known as 3V, scans over 30 journals seeking out important papers on value. To save you time, 3V assesses this research to identify the implications for value-based healthcare and summarises them on our blogs and in our podcasts. This week, we are making some comments on the Marmot Review 10 years on. This is a report that's been funded by the Health Foundation. And in it, uh, Michael Marmot and his team, Jessica Allen, Allen, David Goldblatt and others, have looked at what's happened to life expectancy, and in particular healthy life expectancy, over the last 10 years. This is important because the last 10 years have, of course, been associated with austerity, where uh, public services have seen real cuts from year to year. So perhaps it's no surprise then that we see in this Marmot Review 10 years on that life expectancy is falling. Very depressing, but not surprising. Uh, And it's falling in particular in women and the gaps in life expectancy between uh, those who live in the most deprived communities and those that live in the least deprived communities are widening. And in particular, we see problems, especially in the north of England. There are obviously implications here for Boris Johnson's new government and the famous Red Wall constituencies that have so-called lent him his vote. So the government really does need to think about how they level up in these areas. But if you look at the Marmot report, it makes some very important recommendations, but actually very few to do with healthcare. So the report highlights that people can expect to spend more time of their, more of their lives in poor health. Ex- life expectancy is stalled and declined, declined for the poorest 10% of women. Health cap has grown. And where you live uh, really matters. It makes particular recommendations about giving every child the best start in life, enabling all people to maximise their capabilities and have control over their lives. Ensuring a healthy standard of living for all, creating fair employment and good work for all, and creating developed healthy and sustainable places and communities. None of these really are recommendations for the NHS. And indeed, if you go into detail, although they do mention the NHS, it's really only in passing. These are recommendations for local authorities, uh, for education services and for others. So does that mean the NHS can do nothing about what's in the Marmot report? Well, we don't think so. If you take a population value lens and apply that to the 127 billion that's being spent on the NHS, then we think there are things that can be done. And in particular, there are five actions the NHS could take tomorrow if it chose. Those five actions are, first, address inequitable access to healthcare. Second, Do not cause ill health, but seek to improve it. Third, do not seek further resources until waste has been eliminated. Fourth, allocate resources on the basis of need. And fifth, direct people to address the social determinants of health. The first is the NHS can use its 127 billion 
but actually make sure it uses it to, um, in an equitable way. There is no doubt that, that there is inequitable access to healthcare. Healthcare can ameliorate the cause of inequalities. Somewhere between 10 and 30% of health inequalities can be addressed by healthcare. So it's important that, that we use all our resources to reduce those inequalities, and that means addressing in inequity. Around 50 years ago, Julian Tudor Hart described the inverse care law, and sadly, that law, which was true in 1948, was true in the 70s when Julian Tudor Hart wrote his paper, is still true today. Indeed, there is evidence that inequities in healthcare, that is, access uh, for people living in the most deprived communities versus those living in the least deprived communities, is worsening. So, number one, address inequitable access to healthcare. Number two is do not cause ill health, but instead improve it. The NHS can do a lot to improve the health of the staff it employs. And it also can ensure that through the contracts it, does, it, it uh, provides for outsourced services, uh, including food or cleaning or um, pharmaceuticals, it can demand uh, that uh, employees uh, either directly employed or through these outsourced uh, routes, get uh, healthy terms and conditions that actually promote good health and then they're given a healthy living wage. It is not tenable that outsourced services might only give the minimum wage when they should be given the healthy wage. It does mean that taxpayers' resources have to be taken from elsewhere. So the NHS has a duty, if it really wants to address the broader determinants of health, to make sure it eliminates waste first, then ask for further resources. The next thing the NHS can do is to resource, allocate resources on the basis of need. There is a national resource allocation formula so that areas or geographies get roughly uh, an amount of money proportionate to the level of need in the area. There are some flaws with it, but at least it's a reasonable attempt to do so. But once the money arrives in a CCG, Clinical Commissioning Group or Health Board, then it all goes awry. Because variations in spend within CCGs are getting worse and they have no relation to the level of need. So CCGs or other commissioners or health boards in Wales uh, or in um, Scotland are not really allocating resources on the basis of need, even though they receive them on that basis. The fifth action that can be taken is to support people to address the social determinants of health through direction, by which I mean people can be pointed in the right direction to seek help from advocacy services, from employment services, uh, from advice groups, uh, from community groups and so forth. Indeed, many of these are now being rolled out through social prescribing, but an acceleration of that programme can help. There is a sixth action that the NHS could take, and that would be to actively participate uh, with other public services in addressing the broader determinants of health inequalities. But the NHS must remember that when they turn up, it would not be unreasonable for those other uh, public services to ask, have they done the other five tasks we've outlined uh, in this uh, paper of the week podcast, 
But they could also ask, can they have some of their money? Indeed, some ACOs in the USA are actually investing in housing, as a, uh, taking it out of their healthcare budget, as they realise this is a better way of allocating resources. So do participate in those meetings, but make sure you're addressing the things you can address to reduce inequity and go with your wallet open because it may be you that should be giving the money. If you want to stay informed about important developments in value-based healthcare, you can subscribe by joining our mailing list at www.3vh.org.